Hi, my name is Brendan Kelly, and I'm joined in the studio today by Perry Martin. Welcome, Perry. Welcome, Brendan. Perry, I've got a fascinating conversation that I want to have with you, and it's all around, for want of a better word, drama. Now, we as business owners, as investors, don't like drama in our lives, but drama has the capacity to significantly change us. So let me see if I can give you some context of where I'm coming from in this. Um, I hear stories with great regularity around people who, who, have, who suffer a significant incident in their lives. It, either it, it's as a course of their own circumstances that create for themselves through, through ignoring things or ignoring trigger points and then it just gets elevated and dramatic worse, yeah. and bang, yeah, worse until a significant event occurs which forces change. Or it's something that swipes them some idle Tuesday that just whacks them so hard that, and, and so profoundly that they, they shift their whole thinking around life. Um, and I've heard stories around that. And, and I suggest there's a certain sort of mechanics that occurs in their mind that, that allows that to occur. I want to discuss that because I've seen and heard of those changes that make those profound impact shifts such that the person goes into a far more purposeful life and they ignore the, the, the stories and the, the history that they've come from in the past and, and shift significantly. Yeah, complete shifts. Complete, yeah. Yeah, and I'm wondering, well, do we have to suffer such a circumstance to have that revelation to change who we think, to change how we think? Um, because if we don't have to suffer that, then why, why can't we choose or what do we need to do to choose a more profound existence, a more purposeful life so that we can live the life that we ultimately want to live? Yeah. That, so, that, if you could, so if you could just take me through, I guess, what happens in that sort of scenario? Well, there's, there's the, first of all, to answer your question, the crises that we cause, the dramas that we cause we don't have to cause them to change, that we can intervene earlier because there'll be signs that the crisis is coming and we can make shifts and changes. The, the other kind of crisis is the crisis that just happens, that befalls us. Um, and both those crises, by the way, is the ones that we cause and the ones that just happen to us. Uh, as an example, I had a client in a helicopter crash you know, there's nothing much that he could have done that just yeah. befalled him. But both of those things have the ability, both those crises have the ability to shift a person completely, which we can discuss the mechanics of if you want. But case in point, yes, if the crisis is caused by you, <laughs> you have to intervene. If you intervened earlier, because there would have been signs that that crisis was coming and you could change and stop that crisis from happening and change yourself before that crisis happened. Which one do you want to start with? Um, the mechanics aren't, aren't they the same? Yeah, let's start with the mechanics. Aren't, aren't, aren't they the same? I mean, crisis order, whether whether by by your own making or by something that sideswipes you, it's a crisis and people shift. What happens that causes the shift? Well, we'll go into what causes the shift. So we'll look at the mechanics of it, and then if I can come back and look at well, those those crises that we cause. We don't need to cause them. We can intervene earlier and change yep. ourselves. So the mechanics of crisis and why it changes, it's fairly simple. And I'm going to do my best 
to, you know, keep this short. Uh, I'll start off with a, with a quick story about this morning. Um, my wife, she was going about her, her day, a little bit stressed, and her friend rings her and tells her that she's got breast cancer. And all of a sudden... That's in, dramatic. Yep, in that moment, my wife suddenly appreciates everything about her life mm. and all those trivial things that, and I'm going to use the word ego here, ego for your whole personality structure, all those trivial things that might have been upsetting her, me being untidy and messy, um, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly dropped away because in, in crisis we tend to get plunged into what truly is important. And so typically there are primary things that we identify in crisis. Uh, we love life. We really enjoy living. We're grateful for what we have. And we, we the, the small things don't matter as much anymore because we're, we're plunged into a depth. Now I'll take this a little bit further and this will get a bit more complex. What happens is as personalities, as ego structures, and you already get this as I say this, we tend to run out of habitual patterns. So every day we tend to get up, we brush our teeth in the same way, we tend to have the same thing that we do, we have the same emotions, we tend to have the same beliefs, we do the same things, we have the same reactions. So if you look at your week, does this make sense? You're yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm thinking automatic pilot. I'm yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the alarm we're goes off about the same time. You get up, you just switch automatic pilot on, and suddenly you find yourself in a day at work. Yeah. You got there. You, you don't even remember the drive. You're just in that day. And, and you wake up sometime around about, you know, consciously turn the mind on sometime around about 10 o'clock ish, let's say, as, as the world starts to go, oh, that's a slightly different problem. I need to think about that. C correct. So the, this habitual pattern that keeps playing out, we tend to do the same thing over and over again, but also on that, we tend to have the same identities and viewpoints. So, you know, I'm a business person. I do this and I do that. And, uh, you know, I do this and I'm a surfer. And I do this and I do that. And so we end up even with, 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 with sort of identities that we tend to be addicted to. And in, in our work, we, we call this role addiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happens in crisis is there's no longer a role to hang on to. There's no, there's no, the, the, the whole automatic pilot thing gets smashed. Ah, so there's no point of that. reference then. You don't have any, you don't have any, anything to clutch onto as normal anymore. As, as normal anymore. And now this is, gets really interesting actually, because even for me, I work with this all the time, but just to talk about this with you is actually just really helping me see some things. So, so, so let's just use an example. So let's just suddenly a, a, a person's business is a shift in the economy and they haven't protected themselves well enough and they go bust. Okay. Um, in, in meaning they're really in cash flow problems as an example. And, and, and all of a sudden that crisis, it just undermines the sense of self. It undermines all those roles, all those things you think you are. And so in that place, Sorry, it, So yeah. you're saying it's the economy that's driven to that point as opposed to the person's uh, poor business management, let's oh, say. Well, it's, so it's, it's probably a combination of both. It could be a combination of both. But regardless whether, again, coming back to that thing, whether you created the crisis. Correct. That's what or, I'm trying to identify. Yeah. Well, we, in you your example. 
Yeah, we're just, uh, all right, I'll, I'll say it's both because it is both. Oh, that's right. No, we'll just say, it, this is just, it just happened to the person, okay? Just Got it, to thank you. All right, we'll, we'll okay, run just with that, to the person. But the mechanics doesn't, doesn't matter whether you create it or, or it just happens. The mechanics of what happens to the ego structure are the same. So all of a sudden, all those habitual ways of acting, thinking, behaving, who you believe you are, all your role addictions, just get just bang, bang, bang. And you are all of a sudden sitting in this space that um, is kind of incomprehensible to your personality. And I'm, I'm actually thinking about when I've had crises, it, 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 it's a very strange thing because you're, you're in a space or a place where there's no sense of anything to hang on to anything anymore. Mm. Now, no one wants that feeling, but you'll get this. No one wants that feeling, but that feeling is actually what's required for change. Uh, I'll get into why soon. If, if you could cause that feeling sooner, you could change, okay? If you didn't wait okay. for the crisis to happen, does this Just make sense? Quickly. Just quickly, yeah, it does. Describe that feeling to me one more time. For me personally, when it's happened, it's like everything I've lived my life on suddenly drops away because it's it, all the habit, all the things that I normally do are gone. All my addictions to who I think I am or my roles are suddenly gone. So it's a sense of confusion, a sense of lostness. And there's always fear associated with that as well. Okay. So we've got a, a, a is it a, is it a disconnect? Is it a, uh, a I, I get the sense of confusion. I get the sense of loss. I'm, I'm trying to, um, help people to understand if, and I'm forecasting here, if we go into a point where we can create this for ourselves, what is the feeling we need to replicate? Oh, okay. So the, the, if you look at this, right, if you actually look at the dynamics of it, is that the crisis moves you from certainty to uncertainty. And that's the feeling, uncertainty. That's a, that's a, uncertain. complete, a complete lack of, of, I'm on shaky ground, I'm completely uncertain, there's a nervousness, a, 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 a real, uh, is it an anxiety? Is there an anxiety? Well, yeah, there'll be anxiety there, there'll be any, right. any emotion, like whoever, you, everyone has their different emotional reaction to uh, uh, uncertainty. Is and this... so some of us will have anger, some of us will have anxiety, some will have self-doubt, some will have depression, that will be whatever your habitual response to uncertainty you'll experience in the crisis. So is this the same as the 3am dreads? You're sleeping and then suddenly, <gasps> and, you, and you wake up in a panic. Is that the same sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, it's the same sort of thing, except okay. it, it's, right. it's probably locked in more. Now, now I, 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 why, actually, I, I'm going to go to, the, to, to my client, who's also my friend, actually. I have to put that in there because he is. Um, and... and so his example, which is a really extreme example, is, is probably actually a really good way to look at the mechanics of this. So this guy, he's, um, he was, I can't mention the company's name, there's stuff going on at the moment, but the, he, he worked with us. He, he became one of the highest uh, sort of salespeople in that company and his reward was for, for selling so much was to go on this helicopter flight. He goes on a helicopter flight and the helicopter flight has an accident and, and he ends up not being able to walk and in a wheelchair. That's now, fairly dramatic. Yeah, that's, now, that's... Now, but, but I'll set, do the setup. So before that, here's this, he's a big boy, he's a handsome boy, Mari Blood. 
So him and I get on like that. He's um, ex-rugby player, you know, like I was telling you, built, handsome, uh, effective, uh, really good surfer. Like me, he spends his entire life outside of working with his family chasing around the countryside, chasing waves, playing rugby. So he's, his whole identity is that of a very strong, masculine alpha male who succeeds in his working life. And I don't mean an ignorant alpha male, by the way, but just strong, really you know, strong character. Um, and just loves his running as well and loves his physical activity. And then overnight, just think about that, overnight, everything that he knew of himself, everything he loved about life, all stripped away. Yeah. So at that point, just so, this, is, this is an extrapolation of what everyone experiences in, in crisis, that, that suddenly he's like, sorry, I'm going to swear here, actually, because it's like, fuck, because that's all we... All of a sudden, everything I've ever done, every habit, every role I've ever, ever, ever been involved with, whoever I thought I was and was identified as, has suddenly been ripped from me. So then the ego has nothing to hang on to. So, of course, then he's, he's going to experience the deep uncomfortable in that, okay? Now, so... So, so he's forced into yeah, reinvention. He's forced into reinvention. The guy's amazing. But, 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 by the way, for reinvention to happen, the old must be dropped away. But the crisis forces him into reinvention. Mm. So then, then what happens? So the first thing that we see is crisis interrupts the habitual pattern of living that you've been involved with and the habitual identifications that you have as a human being. I'm a surfer, I'm a rugby player, I'm this, I'm that. All, all that just gets pulled right away. At, at that point, uh, and I'll use my client as a perfect example, like he's done a lot of work with us. So for him, you know, even before the accident, so he's already got a lot of emotional intelligence. He's then driven inwards to go, well, who am I? What, 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 what's next? What am I now? Okay, so at that point, in the uncertainty, and it's only in the uncertainty where the habitual patterns, the ego are broken, that something new can be developed. And because when that type of thing happens, as I said before, you tend to be taken away from your trivial concerns and you'll go deeper and you've got to define what's really important for you moving out of that crisis and that there is it sets an intention and starts to reshape even who we are and how we operate as human as a human being so so that's actually a really good example of how what crisis does if he didn't have that what's that i'm 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 interrupting on i'm deliberately you said something was really important there you had to set up and recreate a different intention based on core core values that you want to identify yourself as being you had to strip away all of the outward stuff all of the the peripheral stuff but go straight into core identify core identify self and then reinvent from self yeah in 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 another way of saying saying that these are not words that i would typically use but you you're forced into a reevaluation of your deepest, most intrinsic mm. value systems, and and usually in the crisis you come out the other side a better person because in doing that, you're usually choosing 
now now from a a wiser place the values that you want to live your life on moving forward and that doesn't tend to happen for most people when they're stuck in just going from day to day with the habitual patterns that they carry into how they live their life and their identification with who they think they are you can just see that radical and i I can tell you've gotten it that radical intervention of Mm. habit and identification forces the person to reevaluate their deepest most inspiring values and start to live from that and they have to by the way in crisis because you're the, the, after crisis or in crisis, you'll tend to be confronted by a whole bunch of negative emotions. And the only way of dealing with that is through resetting value structures and tension and then moving forward and rebuilding a more purpose-filled and, and compelling life for yourself. So very quickly then, um, your friend, yeah. who is he now? It, it, just briefly, who is he now? Uh, he... he is an amazing guy. I have to say this. He, he's got a really amazing attitude. So I'm answering your question. He, he, he's told me that his accident has shortcut who he's, who he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to be doing by 15 years. So when we first worked with him, we we knew that he was a leader and, uh, and, and had really good coaching abilities. Like he's a leader. So in New Zealand culture, it's called mana. Uh, and a, a person with mana is usually really a strong person who like, they can have strong masculine side and a strong feminine side, but they've got a real ability to be strong when needed to be strong and soft and sensitive when it's required to be soft and sensitive. And they're very, very good with people typically and people, respect them and listen to them. He, he, he comes from a hard life and he's come through that hard life and just become an amazing man. That's before the accident. And so, so after the accident, he now is really understanding that his next phase in life is to work with people, help develop them. And he's really passionate about what he's doing, apart from his own work that he's doing on himself because he's got a will to stand against. Which is which is brilliant and congratulations yeah, to him. He's, he's a warrior. He, he's just going to keep going and yeah. But but he he's already seen. He said, you know, like he understands the benefits of his life. He said, when I was running around all the time and doing all this physical activity, he said, now I just love to be with my wife. I just love to be with my children. And so it's shifted him in in many different ways. So then let's take the conversation out of the example into how people listening to this can use what it is that that we've been talking about so far. The question in my mind comes down to this. Does an individual have to go through a crisis in order to have that revelation? Does an individual have to have experienced that much devastation in their lives in order to reevaluate, reinvent, and come out anew? Or are we able to actually create that, uh, simulate that without that much pain? Oh, no, we can see, we, that, that, that's, there's a far better way of, of, of moving. So we'll just chuck, and we'll just say this, Jay thinks just something that happened, okay? We, we can say, but I, I have caused um, crises myself uh, when I was younger. So we, we all here and people listening, many of you will be causing 
or on your way to causing a crisis. And, and I'll just step back and talk about the setup for that in, in some ways. Like as human beings, we, we all have to be responsible for all sorts of areas of life. So as an example, um, uh, I, if, if I'm in a relationship with someone, I, I have a responsibility to tend to that relationship. Now, if I don't tend to that relationship as an example, meaning I don't do my best to build a relationship with that person. Nurture. That, yeah, nurture that good quality relationship. Then it, it, it's highly likely that I'll have a relationship crisis. Okay. Or uh, if in business, uh, I worked with a guy a little while ago who is really good at what he does, but he doesn't spend enough time marketing. And I've been telling him this for about two or three months. You know, <laughs> Marketing and sales is what makes the money. So you, you're seeing this habitual pattern. So if he keeps living that out, he's going to have a crisis. And so, you know, there's, a, there's I suppose, a, the basic uh, underlying tenant here is if you're not keeping an eye on what you're supposed to be keeping an eye on in all those important areas of life and managing those areas, you're highly likely to set up some form of crisis in the areas that you're not tending to. And can you see that as a basic thing, Brandon? Yeah, of course, and that will force change. And that, uh, that will force change. So, therefore, and, and we'll get into why, and this comes right back to what we said before, often people don't want to look at the parts that aren't working well or they sort of ignore it, hoping that somehow it will go away. Um, you know, and I run workshops all over all over Australia and used to run them all over the world. But it's, it's like you can see I, I, I'm there with people in their 50s and they've sort of been hoping that some area of their life works out but not really attending to it. And they come to the workshop and they're kind of desperate. And, and no problem with that. But, geez, if they'd done that in their 30s when they first saw the thing happening, they wouldn't have gotten the positions that they've gotten in. Does that make sense, Brandon? Absolutely. Yeah. But so that's, so that's basically what you're saying is is self-awareness, it, the ability to hold the mirror up and identify those pockets within you that are you're deliberately avoiding, that you are or accidentally avoiding or through self-sabotage, unconsciously avoiding those the, the, the longer you don't attend to it, uh, the more dramatic and the more elevated the crisis will become. And by the way, you just showed real wisdom in, in what you said because all those things I can't add to that. Yes, either you're, you, you, you can be unconscious of, right? Um, but there's a way of seeing. So you've just got to look at the areas of, of your life that are already displaying weaker results. So whether the crisis is something that sideswipes you or, something, or, or a crisis of your own making through avoidance, through uh, ignorance, through, through um, not wanting to, uh, to attend it, oh, avoidance. Yeah, um, yeah it's all avoidance. It's subconscious. Yeah. Um, there will be, we're, we're really talking about degrees of, of crisis. Now, the, the, the crisis that your friend had was, world shattering on account of I used to be able to be incredibly active and now I'm yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. Significant, significant crisis. Or the crisis could be I used to have five friends, now I've got four because I didn't attend to one of them, which is unto itself, a, 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 I guess you could class as a crisis of that relationship, but isn't as 
personally earth-shattering per se as I can't walk anymore. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. The, the degrees carry in my mind, and correct me where I'm wrong. The degrees carry in my mind a, a an amount of attention required for resolution or for reinvention. You can go onto a path of massive reinvention or a path of I just need to tweak. Um, I need to do something small and, and things will be on track. Is the process the same? Yes, it is, but it's a bit different. And I just want to come back to what you're saying because I think it's, I really want to highlight this for the listeners. What you'll see is any crisis that you have created, right? Any crisis that I have created, any crisis that anyone that's listening has created, before you actually reach the real crisis points, there's still signs of crisis is coming or the potential for the crisis, crisis is coming. That's, that's not even, that's just a fact. Yeah, absolutely. That's just a fact, right? That, this is really important. And it's funny because I'm those, thinking. Those tips come uh, with far greater volume. So the, 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 the original, you're off track here, is a very subtle, you're off track here. And then when you're off track a little bit longer, it goes, no, no. Seriously, you're off track here. And then as you ignore that, you go, you're off track. And then the sledgehammer comes out and then the bricks and, you know, and then suddenly whack. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it doesn't happen. It does not happen any differently to that. Not, yeah. Never. It never happens any different to that. It, never. So, uh, you know, that there is sort of like the linchpin to how you deal with this because... And I'm smiling, by the way, as we talk, I'm thinking about my sons. I'm thinking about areas I've done that. Where it, 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 it's part of human nature to do that, right? It's like, oh, shit, look at that. Uh, I'll avoid it. No, uh, I'll avoid it. Because you're trying to avoid <laughs> the uncomfortable feelings. And this is part of the thing. Because your area of weakness will be the area that the crisis tends to show up in. That's really important. Your area of weakness is the area your crisis tends to show up in. Okay. Does that make sense? Because you can see I, I want to, you see that I'm really trying to get to something and I want to move on until we really, <laughs> all you right, know all how right. I am. Get to I'm the just point. it down now, Brendan. Because <laughs> <laughs> you go, okay. So I'll just use an example, right? Uh, you know, let's just say you bicker with your husband or your wife every day. Um, already that's a sign. Okay, that, that, that's a sign. Now, maybe you can contain that for, you know, five years, six years, what have you. But that's still a sign. Uh, cash flow, if you're a business owner or investor, you know, cash flow challenges, that keeps happening. that's a sign. Like, you just got to look at your life. And <laughs> one of my younger sons with his work, work, uh, work ethic, I can see sometimes he's like, thinks he can get away with his work ethic. He won't. We all will pay the price for where we are weak. And so, again, it's just being willing to be honest about what areas aren't working. <laughs> That's the first phase. Because if I can be honest early and uh, approach that, that area of weakness early and deal with it and shift my orientation, I mean shift it, if I can shift the relationship, if I can shift the cash flow, if I can get on a, 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 a winning run, then I'm unlikely to have the crisis. I'm not going to cause the crisis, if that makes sense. But, okay, good. So 
from a conscious avoidance level, yes, you will see it when someone, something comes and smacks you about the head and says, I need some attention, you're not giving me enough. Uh, whether it be a problem about cash flow, whether it be a problem about running a business, whether it be a problem about the properties that you buy as an investor, whether it be about a relationship that you're in, there'll be constant feedback. feedback and you're choosing to ignore it. But right. you're conscious that you're choosing to ignore it. You're conscious that you're avoiding it. What about that which you are subconsciously avoiding? You can't even see because you don't know what to look for. Well, that becomes a bigger smack about the head. Yeah, it becomes a bigger smack about the head. And I'm kind of laughing at the way life works, by the way, because as you quite rightly pointed out before, what you're not willing to see, you get the little whack, you get the next whack, you get the next whack, you get the next whack. And interesting enough, the crisis is trying to get you to the point where you feel so uncomfortable that you're going to change. If you can feel... This comes to, I'm now heading into answering your question. You know that I'm slowing it down, <laughs> which frustrates you. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, so, so again, this is really important what I just said. So crisis is trying to get you so uncomfortable about a situation that you'll finally look at it and change it. So the key here is to get uncomfortable about the situation earlier when those signs start showing up. Now, this comes back to your question. And you said, well, what happens if it's unconscious? Well, it's, it is and it isn't. And this is for me because what can happen is I always know, like I'm, I'm bringing this back to me, like if something's not working, the signs are there and I might sort of ignore it because I don't want to deal with it, you know, and I, I might not have full attention or awareness to it. But there's something in me that sort of knows, you know, I'm not really dealing with it. <laughs> isn't it you know what i mean agree that's right correct yes you can tell yeah, you can tell and you know like or you, what i see a lot of people doing is just shutting off to it like, oh, it's, it's like they just accept it yep you know it's not oh, i just won't worry about it I, I just accept that this is a shitty situation or all but right regardless all those orientations um uh you're not addressing reality is the way I'd, I'd put it. You're not addressing reality. You, 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 what you do is not working. And the feedback. Well, well, aren't you just simply choosing the reality that you want to see? C correct. You are. You're, you're choosing what you want to see and ignoring what you don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, it, and, and this comes back because this is a real hard thing to, to explain, but I want to. I'm going to do my best because it's real important. If you saw it earlier... And, and instead of ignoring, you chose to address it. You will feel the very same feelings, but to a lesser degree, as you will when the crisis happens. This is really important. So it's a controlled experience as opposed to an uncontrolled experience. Correct. Because, and this is really important, I'm going to try and explain it. So remember I said before, when the crisis happens, you're left like, like that, you know, oh, I can remember some people were just, I was pulling a face, everybody. And some people would just be listening to the audio. So when the crisis happens, you've got that sense of everything you've done before is just undone. Who am I? I'm confused. You will definitely feel self-doubt. You have to feel self-doubt because you'll fully realize that shit, I, I, I helped create this. And so you'll feel self-doubt, uncertainty. Okay, get that? Yeah, well, you've recognized that you're not Superman anymore. Yeah, correct. Well, you, rec yeah, you recognize, you're not, I love that, not Superman. 
So that's the humbling of the ego. So that's a great way that you put that. That's a humbling of the ego. And only from there, then you can address what caused the crisis and start to reshape. You go, okay, I've got to behave differently. I've got to get upgrade my skills. And that's the reshape and reinvention that you talk about. So if earlier on, you, when those first slaps come, instead of ignoring it, if you went, what don't I know here? Why does this keep happening? Which means that you're using exterior reality, the results, if they're not good, because it's the results that are not good that you want to look at because they're going to lead to the, to the crisis. And you reflect back what is in me, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to improve? That now drives you inward to address what set up the, that what's setting up the problem in the first place. And you will confront your own ego. You, you will feel like, oh, geez, see, I don't know. Wow. I'm vulnerable now because I don't know. I'm vulnerable now because I'm not Superman. I can see that because what I've been doing is not right. What I've been doing is wrong or I wouldn't be in this situation. So uh, that makes you very uncomfortable and easy. But what's really interesting about that, and this is where I wanted to go with it, at that point you're forced to look for solutions. And your unconscious will help you, by the way, too, if you're at that stage. It will find solutions. So you're actively getting uncomfortable and having that sort of mini experience of what you might experience in a crisis, but then using that for the reinvention and to reshape how you are and how you behave and skill sets. So people don't need to experience the crisis that uh, self-made or otherwise, they don't need to experience that dramatic a crisis to make a change in who they have historically been. But, okay, so I wanna, I wanna clarify something if I could. Yeah. Um, the crisis that we started this conversation out with was one of a complete wholehearted reinvention based on something dramatic occurring. Yeah, outside of his control. Well, for, for the, 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 your friend who is in yeah. the example, yeah. um, or again, other people in, in whatever they've been going through, and it could be a, a business loss or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's a, a significant dramatic circumstances that has caused a reflection and a, an analysis and a complete reinvention. Can we get that without the drama? Can we achieve that? as a, I need to reinvent myself or I want to reinvent myself without that damage or that, that, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, because you asked me earlier on, that, that actually before, before we went into this, you said something about, well, how do you change? Because you, what you're actually looking at, well, how do we change? So if we address, if, if we get to that point where we go, hey, we can see this is not working and we can see we're not Superman and we, we can see that if we don't address this, it's going to lead to a crisis, like a real crisis. So you'll have your mini crisis, right? Your little results coming back that it's not working. So that has to happen. Okay. So, uh, well, now I need to change. I work out what do I need to change. But without the crisis never being pulled away from you, without that huge thing, even though you've made that decision, you're still left with your normal everyday operating patterns and habits. And, it, but, and that is a problem because you can slip back into them terribly easily. You can go wake up your three o'clock AM sweats about something dramatic that could be going on in your life. And you go, 
well, calm. And, and by the morning, you've calmed and you're back into automatic behaviour and you haven't necessarily changed. There might be a slight deviation on the original path, but you haven't necessarily changed significantly. Well, I, I agree. Now, I'm just going to talk about myself here um, because I have had practices in place for 30, over 30 years to create change in who I am. So I can talk to this. I would have in a day, never less, <laughs> okay, I have definitely two, two times a day where I am working on my mind and how it operates, which I can talk about. And so in the same way that people go to the gym to lift weights or to, you know, get on the treadmill because they go, okay, everyone knows, right? Everyone knows that, you know, if you want a healthy body or a good physique, you've got to do good food and do this type of exercise. So people do that, right? But no one really talks about tending to the mind or how to change. And the mind's the most important thing. So as an example, and this is, you know, because of the work I was trained in, I have twice, but probably three times a day where I have a formal practice that's got to do with this thing and how it operates. So that's just me using an example. If I've decided that I'm going to change something and I've set a new intent, then <laughs> I know that I'm up against the freight train of my habits, right? I call it that, a freight train of my habits. Also, your body is addicted to emotional states because it's all it's known. It's addicted to them and people don't realize that. And so we're getting quite deep with this work now, but people are, it's addicted, it, your, your body's addicted to it. It's what it's, what it, what it's known. So it keeps, keeps reverting to old emotional patterns. It keeps reverting to old belief patterns. And when they kick off, by the way, they change the, the hormonal and chemical nature of your body. So your body gets flooded with all sorts of chemicals that set up this thing that you've experienced hundreds of times. Does that make sense, Brendan? Mm -hmm. And you might be in the middle of that going, I don't want this, but it's just happening, right? So in formal sittings, we, we have, we teach, and they're, they're basic meditation processes that help to uh, maybe lower the strength of, of those emotions, lower the strength of those, uh, the power of those belief structures. Then there's intent and there's a development of the new behaviors that you, you, and skill sets that you must have in place to create a different reality. Um, so as an example, even during the day, I'm constantly observing myself. Now I've done this work for years. So of course I'm good at it. I'm constantly observing myself. And if I see the emotional states that show up, that show me that I'm about to behave as I've behaved in the past, I will then uh, might take two or three big deep breaths after seeing that. And I'm consciously working at uh, putting in place the behaviors that, I, uh, requ that are required to get the new results I want. So you can see that there's an incredible amount of awareness that I would bring to myself on pretty much a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So the upshot then for people is, people listening to this, if you want change, 
you can do incremental change by greater self-awareness, greater awareness of what's happening in your world and a willingness to see reality for what it is rather than your own filtered interpretation of it. Um, the, the ability to open your mind to the, the, the subconscious things that get in the way for you by observing patterns of behavior from uh, over a period of time and uh, being open to listening to those smaller smacks about the head um, and seeing them so that they can, you can intervene and, and, and recreate incrementally towards what you ultimately want um, uh, rather than having to suffer some huge momentary crisis from a massive smack about the head. Um, Correct. So in that then, our encouragement to you listening to this is to actually take the time and the moment to reflect on those things that aren't quite right and ask, uh, where am I going wrong? What can I do differently? How can I behave differently around this such that the outcome is different? To reflect on those patterns of behaviour that are yielding, actually, no. To reflect on the patterns of results that you are seeing in your life such that you can then look at the patterns of behavior leading into those results so that you can see an invitation for you to change as opposed to more of the same leading to the same results. Okay. Which is unto itself brilliant from the perspective of being able to take control of your life. So my, our, our joint encouragement of you is to look at self, become self-aware so that you can then make a, a distinction on who you are and the things that work for you and the things that you're happy working for you versus those things that raise question or doubt as working for you. And then challenge those and think about how you might be able to do things differently. Now, Perry, you've highlighted these things that um, are those results that we're not so happy with that we see repeated through our lives. You've, you've referred those to as, as, I guess, for want of a better word, weaknesses. And I got a little bit of a problem with that. And I'd, I'd like to just get some clarity from you around that. I am a, a guy that says, you know what? I've got a choice in my life. I can either choose to work on my weaknesses so that I'm better across the board, or I can choose to work on my strengths so I can have a pinpoint strength on something and best I can delegate my weaknesses. You're saying if I don't attend to those weaknesses, there's a, the potential for those weaknesses to <laughs> smack me about the head. How do I manage that now? Yeah, no, no, I like where you're coming from because as a business owner, I'm the same. It's like, so, you know, um, if we just come back to strategy for a moment, like well, how, how, how I would, when we're, when we're working with business owners in the sense of how they build their team. So when we're working with business owners, uh, I want my, my business owners to be in their what we call their genius zone, their highest dollar productive zone, which means they're working in their strengths. So as an example, when I work in my strengths, which is presenting, teaching, educating, or working with people, it's all really easy for me. I'm natural at it and I'm good at those things. And I, and because of that, it tends to make me more money. If you suddenly said, Perry, you've got to go and do data entry for, for 20 hours. Um, I'm going to go, Oh God, I'm not going to be that good at it. I can't concentrate properly. It's going to do, 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 do. Um, and, Filling in in, 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 in data sheets is, is, is going to be part of my weakness setup, okay, which is attention to detail, uh, organisation, those types of things. The, the, so coming back to what you said, 
what I do is I have people around me that are really, really good at the areas that I'm weak. So I agree with you around that philosophically, but this is probably what you'll, you'll, you'll understand me when I say this. I have observed that any area that I am not willing to take responsibility for or any area that my business or investor clients aren't willing to take responsibility for will still show up in their business or in their lives, um, even if they put the right team members around them. Okay, now, does this make sense? So I don't have so to... The question then centers around the responsibility of it, the, the delegation while retaining responsibility versus the abdication, giving up responsibility for it. You're a smart man. You said that better than I could. That, that's exactly it. So if it's abdication, and that's a really good way, for whatever reason, you know, you might sound a little bit woo-woo, maybe it's the energy of things, but if you abdicate, it's almost like life says, hey, you're still not taking responsibility for this. So we're going to give you some smacks. Like I, I would observe in my team, as an example for me personally, when I'm willing to take responsibility for learning things because it's been an area of weakness, um, all of a sudden, the experts on my team, because I'm actually monitoring them from probably an above position, because I know it all falls into place. But the moment I abdicate expecting the experts on my team to do it, it doesn't happen the same. There's almost like something that's got to do with, with personal responsibility for us all. So as an example, if you are a really good front man in your business, and you're not taking care of cash flow or the finances properly, of course, that's going to show up. Now, because you're a good front man and a salesperson and those types of things, you're still going to have to take responsibility for the finances and understanding how the finances work, but you're going to put an expert in. Okay, so you still got to take responsibility and vice versa. Someone might be really, really good with, with numbers, details, perfectionists, and I can't look at their business and their marketing's not working. Um, and obvious. And, and so they've still got to upgrade their skill. They've got to understand marketing. They've got to start uh, looking at blocks that, that, that are impacting them from getting out. And they do that. Then they can hand over the marketing to an expert, but the conversations will tend to support that expert doing what needs to be done and that will shift it. Okay. So we started today's conversation from the idea of, People have gone through a crisis and come out of that crisis as incredibly different people, far more purposeful, far more focused, and far more core interest, core value oriented. And as a result of that, they have elevated their presence in life, their, connected, their connectivity to life, to reality, to, to those around them. They've shifted who oh, they totally. are. Yep. Yep. And we started out with, with, a discussion around that so that we could explore, well, do we have to face a crisis in order to achieve that outcome? The answer is no, you don't. The answer is you can, as you evolve through life and you live through your forms of habits, your automatic pilot, your, your own emotional states that you have grown addicted to, uh, connected to, owned as subconscious about because you've been doing it for so long at the same way. As you evolve through your world around that, um, there, are, there are areas of imperfection for you. And as a consequence of those areas of imperfection, there, the world comes back and just 
taps you on the head from time to time saying, all right, tweak me here, tweak me here, and, and we'll, we'll work along the line. But if you choose to ignore that or subconsciously don't see it, or um, even if you don't choose to ignore it and, and you just, you just, actually, it's really only two things. You choose to ignore it or you subconsciously don't see it. If yeah. either of those outcomes occur, then um, the world, the reality around you will smack you a bit harder until such time as, as, it demands enough attention that you act accordingly. What we're trying to do in this conversation out of that is to allow you to see a profound change is possible in your own life and a significant and profound change such you can be everything that you want to be by listening to those little tweaks and adjusting at that point and going along a path as opposed to ignoring actively or being blind to the subconscious that is taking you to not pay attention to it. So the answer there is, is to elect to observe, take responsibility for who you are on this planet while you're here, to take responsibility for the actions and the personality that you have, the how you portray yourself, the tasks, functions you take on for yourself, the goals, the objectives you want in your own life, take responsibility for all those observe your reaction to the environment as you as you force go about your day as you put yeah correct as you as you move forward towards achieving what you want to achieve and then by taking responsibility for who you are in your environment you get to listen and hear and therefore by default tweak um, so that you get it right and in that then you have the potential to live a far more fulfilled life, a far more purposeful life, focused life, and avoid the smacks about the head that are so devastating that you're forced to reinvent. And you're not being a robot when you do what, all those things you said, you're not being a robot. You're interrupting your robotic consciousness. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Act- out of yeah. automatic pilot, correct. You're actively shaping your life from wisdom. So... Our invitation for you then goes back to the message that you would have heard repeated throughout the entire conversation. Be aware of who you are, the goals that you're looking to achieve, the process with which you're looking to achieve them, the environment with which you're in, and the subconscious with which you're attacking your world, you're taking on your world. And with that, then you have the capacity to have an elevated life where you want to take it. Perfect. Guys, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure, Perry, to have this conversation with you. Looking forward to next week's conversation. I think we have, over a period of time, we will be able to explore some massive topics that allow us to help people at the core of who they are to achieve what they want. And it's exciting to be a part of. Perry, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. I love the topic too. Very interesting to have this discussion. And it is a discussion. I love it. Thank you. Um, Guys, until we meet again, I was going to say invest wisely. But that's a a property thing. So what... what, what... Or do business wisely. Do business (laughs) and invest wisely. Ah, Until we meet again, live well. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. See ya.